on a priest pilgrimage tour. It was dirt cheap. It was the off season somewhere in January. And the idea was it was the tour company was really trying to encourage priests to put their own groups together to make pilgrimages to the Holy Land. Well, it kind of backfired because I saw how much work it involved, how much the guy running it worked. And I said, I'm not doing this. <laughs> but it was the experience of a lifetime. It's not like some cities where you admire the art and the beauty. In fact, in some places, it doesn't strike you all that much, the appearance. But you know where you're walking. And the gospel scenes just come so alive as you see, read them and hear them proclaimed in the place where they happened. And you encounter Jesus in a very powerful way. We had a lecture, a Dominican priest, Jerome Murphy O'Connor, the Yacol Biblique. And he spoke to us, he said, you know, in a day or two, you're going to be making the Via Doloroso, the way of the cross, the way of sorrows. And he said, I'm going to give you a warning when you make that pilgrimage and try to walk along the streets of Jerusalem, following as best as you can the path that Jesus would have trodden. He said, you're going to have to be attentive to things. You have to watch out for pickpockets. You have to be careful of the hustle and bustle. Don't expect that people are going to get out of your way or stop just because you're doing the Stations of the Cross. They see this all the time. Shopkeepers will be trying to lure you in and strike a bargain. And he said, you might think that's distracting. But in fact, he said, that's not a bad thing. Because that's more like it was when Jesus made that journey. When we imagine the way of the cross, we think of our neat ritual experiences, walking around the church or even out in the street, it's in the drama. We picture everybody on the two sides of the street falling down on their knees as Jesus and the cross and the people around him and the soldiers pass by. But you see, brutality was part of life under Rome. There were those who were close to Jesus who were experiencing ordinary, extraordinary pain and sorrow. And there was weeping and wailing for sure. There were many who knew some of what was happening and were horrified. And some did fall to their knees on the streets. But the fact of the matter is, everybody else went about doing their business. The pickpockets, the tourists, the shopkeepers. You see, keep in mind, everybody was in town in Jerusalem for the Passover feast. And so it was the first century version of the tourist capital of Palestine. And so everything you would expect in any tourist city, you'd find there. 
And for many, it was just another day. Just another day. Sometimes, in the midst of the ordinary, the sacred is among us. And even in the gospel we just heard proclaimed, people saw Jesus and heard him preach. And these were the people who saw him growing up. And they think, hey, wait a minute. We saw you when you couldn't walk. <laughs> we saw you falling flat on your face. We know who you are. Oh, really? In the ordinary, in this case, God was there. God was there. There was no incense. No bells were ringing. No one was carrying a tent over Jesus wherever he went. But it took eyes that were fine-tuned on the word of God to be able to see that in Jesus there was something not usual, something beyond the ordinary. In his words, he spoke with authority. From his hands flowed healing and restoration. And in his gaze, there was mercy. God was acting and because it seemed like just another day and because he seemed like just another kid who grew up to be just another guy, it was so easy to miss him. How sad, how sad. I love this line. He talks about how a prophet is not without honor except in his own home and, and they took offense at him. And so Mark tells us, so he was not able to perform any mighty deeds there apart from curing a few, a few sick people by laying hands on them. Is that all? <laughs> Even there, he was doing great and mighty deeds. Friends, you and I come before the Lord in adoration tonight. You and I come here in adoration tonight to recognize the true God. The true God who took on human flesh and dwelt among us, who died on the cross and rose from the dead and lives today, and who gives us his own flesh as food for the journey. We fall on our knees before him. We cry out from our voices in praise and adoration because we know, here we get to the, the heart of our faith, because we know that God is present tonight in a very particular way. God is here, present among us. We know it. And we see him here present in the Eucharist so that our eyes can be tuned, our ears can be fine-tuned, and we might be able to recognize that he's walking with us on the journey in our pains and in our sorrows, in our worries and in our fears. Jesus Christ is walking with us. Jesus, the risen Lord, is walking with us. We can be confident of it when we're out there 
because of the time we spend with him in here. And so tonight we pour out our hearts and offer our prayers in our need and in adoration. And we hear him remind us that you're never alone, but that he will always be among us. <laughs>